Every single United player will know who you are, 100%. Hello everybody and welcome to the United Stand. The players have been absolutely dreadful. I did famously get dropped, uh, blocked by McTominay and Fred last year. Am I just going to respect them because they were... They gave me so many happy memories. Yeah. Or am I going to call them out? And I just think I'm going to call them out because you know what? It's like Solskjaer. He gave me the happiest night of my life in 99 when he won that treble. Brilliant. He's the worst manager we've had since Alex Ferguson. Gascoigne is the most talented footballer I've seen in my life. I wouldn't trust him with my shopping. Tell the Tebow Courtois story. I've always defended David De Gea. I like David De Gea. So I tweeted out, left it, and I was on holiday at the time. He'd replied basically saying... When I first came into fan content world, our first battle was that fan content wasn't fan content. I hated it, and I went head to head with it. And I don't—I'm not—I'm not ashamed to say it. I can't be bothered with the amount of beef that people try and lure me into. They said, "Kill Mark Goldbridge, and your your your, your life will be just go back to being private and free again." There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad, too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money Maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fozcast. Today, we are joined by the mastermind of the biggest Manchester United fan channel in the world. It's Mr. Mark Goldbridge. Mark, how are you, mate? Good, thanks. Good to be on the podcast. It's, uh, it's a pleasure for you to join us. You're normally here for the football filling, but we're doing a podcast today. We are talking all things about being a creator, how to get into it, all that kind of stuff. Don't forget, though, before we get started, you can now watch us exclusively on Spotify. So, I know you might listen to us, but if you want to see our ugly mugs as well, you've got that option available to you also. So let's get into the podcast, Mark. Um, there are a lot of kids out there nowadays, right, who want to be like on the internet. They want to be on YouTube. They want to be social media stars, all that kind of stuff. How do they get started being the next Mark Goldbridge? How did you get started? Um, I think it's, dif- more, it's different now because I think everyone wants to do it, whereas when I started doing it, nobody was really doing it. Was it was still kind of new, yeah. There was a few. I think Red Men TV started about four years before me, AFTV a couple of years before, um, and I just wanted to... I, I, I don't like... I like what we, I like what we do on the fill-in. Yeah. You know, it's an ex-player, it's a fan, and then we get guests on and we have a chat, and, and I, like, I like that mix, and I don't like Match of the Day, I don't like Monday Night Football. You can get some good bits on it, but I think... We don't like the suits, do we? We don't no, like the I, suits. I mean, look, look I, I really like Carragher and I think he's funny, but when he goes, Martinez is too small for the Premier League and you know he's never bloody watched him in his life and you go, you're going to get sat down in three weeks and that's Monday Night Football. That's prime time yeah, TV. And they've got, the, they've got this in their ear because that's what it's like and they're like, talk about this, talk about that. I just think fans are so knowledgeable. I'm on Twitter and what I've really enjoyed over the last 18 months is you get more and more of these people who are starting these Twitter accounts who analyse the game. And they're not always right, but that's the knowledge. They can back it up a bit more. Football fans have got knowledge. They're watching the MLS. They're watching La Liga. They're watching the German League. You know, time I haven't got. But yeah, I I love football fan opinion and that's why I started doing it. Yeah, I think we've met quite a few sort of in that space. So yourself, People like Thogden, James Alcott, like even Thogden. Thogden gets a lot of like grief about because he's a kid and all that kind of stuff. But his football knowledge, honestly, is absolutely outrageous. Whenever we've had him on for podcasts or football fillings or whatever it is, the amount of stuff that he's telling us, and I'm going, oh wow, oh really? Like bad yeah, quizzes. Yeah, he's just really he's terrible really, at quizzes. Really bad at quizzes. It's interesting though, Ben. It's, it's a good point you make. I think the knowledge is split down the middle though, isn't it? Because part of it's kind of stats and numbers and playing footy man and FIFA and saying, oh, this 27-year-old from Hertha Berlin or something like that. And the other side of it is analysis, watching the game and, and observation, isn't it? Yeah, so. I, think the bit, I think the bit about, 
you know, so like the people that are on Sky and the people that do matches, all that kind of stuff. They're 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 always normally players, aren't they? They're always normally players or ex players. Um, the 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 beauty of that, I suppose, is and and the reason why they are on the TV is because that just having played the game and being behind the scenes of it gives you that little. I'd say it just gives you a different side of knowledge. Do you know what I mean? They might not have the football knowledge to back it up on a, like like what you might know or stats and all that kind of stuff, but I think. Sometimes just knowing how it feels to have been in the game is where they will come from. However, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a good pundit, though. Do you know what I mean? I've played the game. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Who are we talking about here? Graham Sainis. Graham Sainis. <laughs> I've played the game. I've played the game. I'm telling you, Roy. I've played the game. Me and Roy played the game. But I think them two, I think people like Sky, for example, they just want they want arguments. They want debate, don't they? Not, not even debates. I think they want an argument. I think they want... And I, I dare, dare I say they do this because I don't think they do, but it's getting to the point where they want to go, right, you take one side, you take the other side, go, go for it. And and that can be some of the worst football conversation because it's sometimes very staged. It's like I see in our industry, people are so desperate to be the next big thing or get the views that they will, I'll call it out, they will they will come up with something that, that is controversial. Yeah. And it could be, you know, I don't know, Darwin Nunez is the worst signing Liverpool have ever made. And you're like, well, you've never watched him play for Benfica. He's 22. He's going to Jurgen Klopp, who's one of the biggest developers of talent there is. And Liverpool are going through a bit of a transition. So what are you basing in being the yeah. worst flop ever that's on? That's a confident statement. You want to just be controversial. Yeah. People go, and, and that's, that's not sustainable. Uh, so going back to what you said before, if people want to get into this industry, you've got to work very, very hard. You've got to have a unique voice. And you've got to have your own voice. Don't look at somebody else and go, oh, that got views, or I'm going to be Mr. Controversial because you cannot keep it up. There are certain people on the radio who contradict themselves in two weeks. Yeah. Like they'll literally say one thing and then two weeks later they'll say the other. If you're true to yourself, you won't contradict yourself. You'll make yourself look a prat. I think, I think this is the beauty of you, though, and I think this is the reason why the United Stand has done so well and why you do so well is because you quite literally just say it as you see it. You don't ever mince your words. You don't muck about. You... Sometimes let emotion get the better of you, but deep down, the the sentiment or the statement of what you're saying, you genuinely mean it, don't you? Yeah, well, but I, I think that's the same when we do the football filling and when you've been on Tom as well. It's like you know what everybody's angle is going to be, probably as the viewer, and, and we do as well because it, it it is. I think everybody's an exaggeration of themselves when they get in front of a camera. Yeah, you have to be because you, you, you sometimes you come in and you you've got a headache or a cold or and you don't, you don't want to be on form yeah. you've just got to go bang and sometimes you're absolutely buzzing and you you, you know you, you don't need any preparation but I think that there's, there's a lot of people coming into this industry and I always say don't copy me don't copy Ben Foster don't copy Dogburn don't copy whoever else if you, if you haven't got your own voice you won't last long anyway you, because otherwise you're going to run out of source material because you can't copy people forever and it's tiring just being you just quickly, um, it made me remember who was the uh, who was the kid that said about Haaland at the beginning of the season yeah. on, on Soccer Rory. Social. Rory. Rory Jennings, that was it, wasn't yeah. it? Said um, about Haaland. <laughs> ah, I mean, what, a, what a stupid take. And I like Rory, <laughs> but it's it's stupid. And then he has to do a video saying, I'm sorry. And it's like, it probably got a lot of views, but yep. it, it's a nonsense opinion. And I do like Rory, and I'm not throwing him into that category at all, but it does you no favours. I, yeah. I said, Chris, uh, I said, I mean, look, this is, Probably the worst thing I did. I said that when Liverpool bought Chris Small, um, Van Dijk, I said they bought the Dutch Chris Smalling, <laughs> which looks like a bad tweet, but Chris not now. Smalling's not a bad player, yeah. and I've always liked Smalling, and I just felt they'd overpaid, which I think everybody did. But obviously, um, I was wrong. <laughs> you've, <laughs> got to be, you've got to be brave. Yeah. If you're a football creator, this is where the mainstream and the ex-players will go on, and they will toe the line, yeah. and they'll come out with the cliches, but it's expected from them because they're an ex-player. They're not going to throw their old teammates under the bus. Yeah, that's the big problem. Yeah, but Very frustrating. Yeah, but with the creators, you've got to have an opinion and it can't just be a toe the line because no one will watch it. You haven't had a 15-year playing career, so you've got to say something with conviction. And like you, you that VVD, like you, you weren't to know that. I mean, you're not going to watch every single minute of him playing for Celtic and Southampton and come to that decision. I mean, I said it recently with Chris Smallin, which, why is he not in with a sniff for England? Yeah. And people will say, oh, well, he's crap, or this, that, and the other. No. And you go, well, he's not. There's no footballer is crap. Yeah. Do you know this, by the way? No no footballer, in the, like even in like League 1, 2, three, whatever, 
They're not crap footballers. They are better than you at home. Yeah. Obviously. They are. I guarantee it. Well, I've right? said this. I mean, look, you've, you've done it, but um, you've played the game. And it's like with, I did trials at 14 for Northampton and Peterborough. Yeah. And I'd got those trials because I'd been pretty decent for school and my own team. And you go to that and the competition and that's 14. Yeah. Then you've got to go 16, youth, reserves, get in the team, Premier League. They're not. You're, you're absolutely right. I've got loads of respect for footballers who do it. But some footballers just aren't as good as others, are they? Um, talk to me about the early days of the United stand then. How much, of a, how much of a grind was it to get it going, to get it working? How hard did you have to work to make it what it is? I don't think I've ever found it any more difficult than I do now. I think, I think it's always a grind uh, because I think you set your own standards, as, as, as I'm sure you do as well. And, you know, every, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what are we going to do? Because the content's so changeable. Um, I think if you write a sitcom or you're working on EastEnders, you're just developing characters over the next few weeks, aren't you? Whereas we wake up and sometimes we've got the fill-in to do or we've got the 10 o'clock show, what am I going to talk about? So that's quite tiring. But when I first started off, the problem was I had my full-time job as well. Yeah. So I'd be getting the train into Birmingham 20 minutes from Solihull. It's when you were a policeman or a banker? No, banker. So, I said banker then, by the way. Yeah. Mark Goldbridge I've is a banker. Been a, I've always been a... <laughs> Banker. Banker. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, yeah, so I'd be on the train for 20 minutes. I'd be on my phone looking for something, and I'd literally do a little thumbnail off my phone, crappy little thing. Nice. Set it up on YouTube, and then walk on the canal to, to where I worked in banking to do a quick 10 minute show. And then, if anything broke in the day, I'd be off to the, just off for a meeting. They don't know this, doesn't matter, they can't sack me now. And I'd just quickly run downstairs and do a video. So that was always quite stressful yeah. because you're trying to keep up with everybody else. Yeah. And we had a lot of momentum. So you can't not react to United. You've got to do player. it. You have to be there. Finger <laughs> on the pulse. But we were up against, um, when I first came into fan content world, our first battle was that fan content wasn't fan content. It yeah. was Fremantle owned a United channel. They owned about four or five channels. And they basically, I hated it. And I went head to head with it. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say it because it wasn't fan content. It was a media media business fronting up as fan channels, sticking a few fans in there who all worked for a media business yeah. who ultimately had the final say on, on, on production. And we were a fan channel. Um, proper, proper yeah, fan proper channel. Say it how we yeah, see yeah. it and that's it. We're not holding back. We're not trying to please people. We've got nobody to answer to. And we we say it as we see it. We had the momentum. So it was like, it was that challenge. And then I just said to the wife, I said, got to, took her out for a few drinks after Christmas. And um, we want to know this story. It never ends with anything like that, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like, give me a year, and, and the more I get, the more more drinks I gave her. It wasn't, it's not going anywhere like that. But the more she sort of relaxed into, do you think you can make it work? And I was like, I don't know, I didn't have a bloody clue. I had a few drinks. Yeah. Well. Are you making decent money at this point? Not really. No. No, probably this. Probably still making more in banking. Right. Okay. And but what was your infrastructure like? Uh, just me, really, me. Um, I had somebody who was doing the graphic designs and basically a couple of people who'd helped with social media and then just mates who would come on and guest and stuff like that. We weren't paying them or anything like that. So it was very early days. And I think I sort of projected that if, if I went full time in a year, I'd probably be earning a little bit more. Than what you were in banking. Mm. And, wow. that, and that's how it went. It was a risk. So you had to take that leap of faith, yeah. Which, which, I, which I'd never done before. I mean, I was in my 30s. I'd never done that before. I'd always done jobs where you've got a pay coming in each each month and yeah you know and how did you learn how did you learn about it we were having a coffee we, me and mark were just chatting through the running order beforehand and, and we were saying um i i run the channel um obviously yourself and ben are the the, the 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 main guys of what you do it's amazing how many people come up to you and say or you get phone calls or texts saying oh can i sit and talk with you about this i'm thinking about doing something and in my head, I always think, well, you're already one step behind that. So how did you learn and did you have help? And because and, this is a common thing with creators. So, so what was your process? It's weird because obviously we started doing this with you and there's a, you know, there's a couple of other people in the industry I've met who I get on with. But I'd say it's the same now as it was when I started. Zero help. In fact, barriers up. It's a horrible industry. I've, I've interviewed criminals who've done bad things. I've worked in banking where it's full of, yuppie crats um you know football is very competitive yeah. i used to play football you know i've never worked in an industry like this really the biggest bunch of arseholes i've ever met really yeah oh backstabbing can't trust lie about you i mean i i don't I'm, that's not how i i mean i'll say what i think but 
you know, I can't be bothered with the amount of beef that people try and lure me into, especially over the last two years. Oh, this person's been kicked off your channel. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. All of it's nonsense. Is that that's a jealousy thing, surely? But yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just people trying to goad you into reaction. And I'm like, well, I'm comfortable with what I do. But yeah, I've never never really had any help. But isn't that they're just using you for clout, aren't they? Because you're you're here, yeah, as a creator, man, biggest Man United fan channel in the world, arguably the biggest club in the world. So that that's the benchmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, I've I've never had any. Uh, the you know you go back to the advice again, like. You've got to learn yourself. I've con- I consume so many things as a football fan, so I've always been quite confident in my football opinion. But getting out there, learning stupid things like I fa- I stumbled on live, like no one was doing live content. Yeah. It was all pre-record, and I found this thing called live stream on YouTube, and it basically just projected you in whatever room you were. And we started doing that on a Sunday night once a week, and had ten people watching. And then in, in six months, it was a hundred, and you know now it's like. 30, 40,000. Um, How many watch alongs do you do a week? Three. It's all right, isn't it? How many How many does the channel do? We just do every Man United game. Don't you do, don't you do like Champions League and stuff though, don't you? Yeah, so? but I know, yeah, that's football normally do one a week. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. It's supplementary. And you do daily show, which is separate. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, I, I probably stream about three to four hours a day. Wow, and wow. how many videos are you putting out a day? Three. Three videos a day. This is some kind of work. It's ethic. really hard work. My I mean, gosh. I, I do want to put people off because uh, <laughs> you don't want the competition. No, but no. Still. But, but you know what? Fair play to anyone who does it. You know, you've mentioned some people there. There's some really cracking. I mean, I, I love the side men. Yeah. I think, I think their business model, but their work ethic, what they've done, and there's loads of other people. You meet them more than I do, and um, whatever those people are like behind the scenes, and most of them I've met are good. I still have a massive respect for anybody who works in this industry because it's it's the hardest job I've ever done and I've done some pretty you know hard stuff. Do you think this you know you said about um like the hate from people and like backstabbing and all that kind of stuff is it just from the football community is it just from like like-minded kind of creators do you know what I mean who are kind of want a little bit of the pie of what you've got. Yeah, I mean I I think we all we we were talking last week about the the was it the the foul on Larice. Yeah. The the, the trolls you the toxic stuff on Twitter was really difficult to deal with in the start. And I think we spoke about that on the previous podcast, but you get used to that. Um, what you developed a, a thick skin. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't really give a damn. Yeah. If someone, uh, sometimes I'll even put a tweet out knowing I'm going <laughs> to get it and I'm not reading it. So it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm just, that's what Twitter is. It takes a bit of time to get used to that. But, but no, the industry thing is um, disappointing. You know, yeah. some, of, some of my, dis, my biggest professional disappointments have come in this industry. I'm somebody who, you know, it's like that film Meet the Parents. You know, the dad. Yeah. He's got his circle of trust. I always <laughs> joke. I, I always joke with the family. I have a circle of trust. Yeah. If you're out of it, you're yeah, out. That's of it. it. You're done. Yeah. That's that's a lot of creators are like that, aren't they? And a lot of footballers are like that, aren't they? Ben, we've spoke about trust being the word so many times, and um, in this industry, we found it. We over two years, you develop. This you build a circle, cool little group of yeah. people like yourself or Sogden. Or it could be Spencer and Sebi. And you kind of go, okay, they're kind of part of like-minded people, like you yeah. say. Well, it's like, you know, you, you name-checked James Alcott, and I'm sure he won't mind this. When I went on the kickoff years ago, we did the show, and then afterwards he came up to me and went, you know what, you're all right. And I said, well, it was the first time we'd met. And he said, I just thought you were a knobhead. A few people had said stuff about you, and I just thought you were a knobhead. And I was like, oh, thanks for that, James. And, and we get an okay, but I'm like, that was a big problem and still is a problem. I've had conversations with mainstream media, brands, all sorts, and they'll start going, but such and such said you're a Forest fan and, and, and you did this to this person. I'm like, well, that's not true. I didn't do that. You know, but, but It's a weird industry, and, and some of them are ex-players as well. It's like I can't understand in my life. I've done lots of things. I've lived abroad and all sorts. And one of the first things I was ever taught by my granddad, who got, made me a Man United fan, was doesn't matter if your mate tells you that person's a complete and utter arsehole. Why are you trusting your mate? Yeah. Because you can't trust anyone. Even your best mate, you can't trust them. But don't make your opinions on somebody who tells you that. Because he might have slept with his missus. You don't you don't know what you don't know Ooh, what yeah. it is. Could You've got to make your own mind up. And that's one of the biggest lessons. And in, and this industry, if I could wrap it up, is so based on he said said, she said. There'll be people who like uh, you know, I've got to be careful, but I've been on shows, got on with people, and then suddenly I'm not on that show anymore because they've got someone on who doesn't like me. And they'll they'll take that side, and that's 
I still get on with those people, but it's very disappointing. Yeah. Because for somebody who's very big on trust and respect, if I get on with somebody, I'm not going to stab them in the back or anything like that. Do you think mainstream looks down at nose at you a little bit then? Do you think... You, I, I, I fully think that everybody's aware of you, by the way. I fully think that all the all the major pundits, all the major talk shows, it could be Sky Sports, BT, everything. Everybody's... Like me. No, it, but they're fully aware of you. They are. They're fully aware of you. But I always get the impression that they kind of like... They look down on you and as if they're they're happy to try and belittle or not give you any airtime. Well, I was speaking to well, you know Ross, who's my he's, he's my agent, and I was speaking to this a couple of years ago because I was like, I keep seeing Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher doing stuff with with, with people in my industry who who you know, with all due respect, they get massive views if they did it with me, and they do they invite people who are a lot smaller. Yeah, and I said, is that because their ego's out of control and they're scared or or what? And he said, well, the problem with you is, if I can be absolutely honest, is you're a certain age, you've done lots of things, you're completely comfortable in your skin, and if you don't like something, you'll say it, and if you think something, you'll say it, and people don't like that. Those people who they've got on there are probably going, yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full. Where is, where is, yeah. you know, so I think there's an advantage because you come across as the way you are, but you know, hopefully what I'm like off camera, it's an exaggeration onwards. When, when a goal goes in and I say, you're a load of crap, that's not what I'm like when I roll up here on a Monday morning. Yeah. But when the cameras are rolling, he's an absolute nightmare, isn't he, Ben? When he comes, where's that? Diva? Where's my fucking coffee? Demanding yeah. diva, is yeah, it? Yeah, oh well, my god, he's absolutely make me horrendous. sick. Um, but I think, like I said there about the pundits being aware of you and stuff. But I know for a fact players are aware of you. Guaranteed, every single Man United player is aware of you. Like you had a, we had you had a thing um, last year, didn't you? Thibaut Courtois, for example. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so tell the Thibaut Courtois story. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you, I don't think it really matters now because time's passed. But yeah, so basically. I've always defended David De Gea. I like David De Gea. And um, he was getting a lot of stick about his distribution. So I tweeted out that, look, Thibaut Courtois is the best goalkeeper in the world. He's not known for his distribution or coming for crosses. Left it. And I was on holiday at the time. Picked my phone up at 11 o'clock at night. It's, it's bad. Notifications are banging. I was like, what? what's caused all this? And then it was, uh, he'd replied basically saying, he was a goalkeeper that came for crosses and passes. And then you know what Twitter's like, oh, Goldbridge has been finished by Courtois. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... In the mud. So somehow he ended up DMing me. And we, and we went back and forth with some DMs. And I don't even know how it started. So does Big Tebow follow you then on Twitter? No, he must he do. He doesn't, no. He's just sliding in the DMs, yeah. And we had a bit of a back and forth. It was, it was, he was sound. And I basically just said to him, look, I think I don't know whether it's lost in translation. I'm, I'm saying I think you're the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. But I'm trying to defend David De Gea by saying that, you know, it's not all about that. And then he was just saying, right, I completely get that. But, you know, I, I do take pride in the fact that my game has changed. But this is what I'm saying about. So if Thibaut Courtois has seen this on Twitter and felt the need to reply to you, this a small, small th- it, it, people see everything everywhere, mate. I guarantee you. He'll be getting tagged in stuff all the time, right, left and centre. But he would have seen it from you. He'd have seen a lot of retweets and likes and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I'd have felt the need to jump on it as well. So, again, even all the Man United players, like, because of what you do, every single United player will know who you are, 100%. Is there any of them who follow you on Instagram or anything or Twitter or anything that have ever given you any abuse or, or grief or out? There's, there's one or two that um, I get on with, which I won't reveal the names because it probably causes them problems in the dressing room. I mean, I, I did famously get dropped, uh, blocked by Scott McTominay and Fred last year. Did you? Probably the only thing they did block last year. Oh, <laughs> was it one account, McFred or M- McTominay's blocked me on Instagram and Fred's blocked me on Twitter, which I find funny with, with with people like Fred because I don't know whether he actually, you know, the foreign players don't necessarily have a good grasp of English, do they? And they might not be running their own. It might be their admin who's done that, but I, I, I mean, look, that's what it is. And again, I got owned by them apparently, but I, I just think. You know, we do what we do. They're they're footballers for Manchester United. I want them to do well. When I don't think they're doing well, I'll say it. But this is why your channel is so successful because you're passionate, Mm. right? And again, do you want to do you want to see a kind of real clinical studio with um, sensible or the the, the scenes that I really enjoy seeing is usually Michael Richards, Ian Wright, especially like Wrighty, even Rio. To be fair, yeah, like you see that behind the scenes of half of when the goal goes in and they're going going mad, and you think. That's what I like to see because they're fans too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and actually, I think they'll be like to see a little bit more of that. Um, and actually, Louis Sahar, I saw this weekend, he had um, a cap on in the studio. Yeah, I know. And, I and like the fact that I picked up on that, I think, bonkers, isn't it? It's so hard. I mean, look, 
from where you've come from, Ben, you're coming from it differently. You've got the reputation and knowledge of the game, and then you come into a space that's, you know, very different. I mean, that must be different. How did you find that in the sense that what Tom's saying there, I've been in those studio environments, and I'm sure you have, and I'm always a little bit cynical of this jumping around and stuff because I've been in those studios and I can barely move. Like, it's a little bit over the top, isn't it? I think sometimes it might be a little bit staged, but yeah, how... What what what's your sort of approach coming into this? Because it's a completely different yeah game. And and how do you think people perceive you? Um, I don't really know how people like, you perceive know ex players. Yeah, I don't I don't really know to be honest with you. I think uh, a, a favorite one on like Twitter, for example, is oh what the, what does he know? Like like talking about me, for example, what does he know? He he played for West Brom or he played for Birmingham or like do you know what I mean? It's almost like people think nowadays that unless you're and even some of the top pundits say this as well. It'd be like. I've won the I've won the FA Cup. I've won the Premier League. I've won the Euro Champions League or whatever. And it's like it's almost like that means that they know more or their opinion should be respected more than anybody else's. When are you Where, allowed to have an opinion on football? When you've oh, won never. three Champions Leagues? Never, 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 never. That's what I mean. You, I don't think uh, the general perspective is you're not allowed to have an opinion because you put an opinion out on Twitter, you are getting shot down. You will never get it right. All right, a hundred percent, you will not get it right. But. I think it doesn't matter whether you, for me, in my eyes, it doesn't matter if you played the game or not, right? Whether you commentate on it, whether you, whatever it is, opinion-based, could be on a talk show, podcast. I think everybody can talk about football. And everybody, as long as you can back up your opinion with decent stats and facts, mate, I'll listen to it all day long. It's like, like anything in the world, Ben, isn't it? You get found, like, if you put something out there and you can't back it up, you get found out. Yeah, people, yeah, won't sure. yeah. people won't watch. People won't watch. People won't listen. But Mark, you're you're no different to so what you do, for example, I guarantee you there'll be people in your comments or whatever giving you abuse and grief. You've never played the game, you've never what what do you know about it and all that kind of stuff. It's no different from the people like Mark Goldstein, Laura Woods, like pe- people like that who are real kind of bona fide pundits and really well respected. You know what I mean? Jess Stelling. Mm-hmm. Like they might not have played the game themselves, yeah? So why why is your opinion less valuable than people's like that? Exactly, and I think, um, you know, the one I always use as well is is one of the best players I've ever seen and he played at the very highest level was Gascoigne. Mm. Like, Gascoigne is the most talented footballer I've seen in my life. I wouldn't trust him with my shopping, let alone as a pundit or as a manager. And yet, some people sort of look at you as if, well, you've not played the game. I've won these trophies. And I'm like, I know so many footballers who are thick. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not naming them, so it doesn't matter. I know so many footballers who are thick. They... Their talent is football. You take them out of that, the things they get up to, their level of knowledge. That football is a talent, yeah. and, and I wish I'd had it. I wanted to be a footballer. That's what I wanted to be. So I'll always respect it. But it doesn't. I have this a lot with United players. Um, like I love Roy Keane, Gary Neville, uh, Scholes. I disagree with so much that they say, and you sort of get you have that conflict, especially doing what we do. Am I just going to respect them because they were? they gave me so many happy memories yeah. or am I going to call them out? And I just think I'm going to call them out because you know what? It's like Solskjaer. He gave me the happiest night of my life in 99 when we won that treble. Brilliant. He's the worst manager we've had since Sir Alex Ferguson. He's not a very good coach. What's wrong with that? Yeah. That That's that's opinion. And people are like, oh, you, you, you. but Solskjaer's a bad coach yeah. and he's still a legend as a player. They're two very different things. Yeah, it doesn't translate, does it? No. Just because you are a world-class whatever doesn't translate because it's a different field it's a different job and they don't watch they don't watch the football like i I know some of these ex-players they're not watching the football they can't be some of the things they come out with they cannot be watching football the level that everybody else is i don't think they watch every premier league game let alone an eye on what's going on in they're just saying what everybody else is saying basically they'll do a brief thing on like match of the day or could be sky sports news on whatever and they'll watch a brief of everything and it'll be like right boom what are they saying about it i'll copy that word for word thank you very much fuzzy what do you think so do you think there's a generational thing with players so let's take graeme sunas at the as a older player right and then current players someone we've had on like matty cash for example then you've got people in between like rio ferdinand do you think there's a correlation between like Graham Sunes that wouldn't give football creators respect? And do you think the younger generation are probably a little bit more open? Yeah, definitely. I think the 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 younger the younger uh, generation of football have grown up on YouTube. They've grown up on digital media, social media. So they've watched everything, you know what I mean? They know they know who all these guys are. They know who you are. And 
they, they, I, I think because they watch so much of your stuff, they uh, might not necessarily agree with everything, but they feel like they have a connection to you. So you'll get people probably coming up to you, Mark, where they'll come up and they'll talk to you really personally, like mm. as if they know you. And sometimes I guarantee you'll be taken aback and be like, should I know this guy? Yeah. But you don't. It's because they've watched that much of your stuff. They like I listen to your talk talk show, right? And when people phone in, yeah, it, it is incredible, guys. Listen to you do a talk talk show on a Sunday night, don't you? Saturday night, sorry, Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night. And um, when you get every one of your phone ins, right, they will go, "Hi, Mark, how are you, mate? Love it, love your stuff, mate." And they are genuinely, they genuinely are invested in you. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I think that's the difference. That's the weight that it carries. Um, whereas. I think these people on Sky, like, they're just not relatable so much. Do you know what I mean? Like you say Graham Sooners, for example. They, people, young kids nowadays, they only know him from the guy on telly. They probably don't even know he's a footballer. Yeah. They, they probably don't even know he was a footballer. They just see him as the old guy. Older, oh, sounds horrible saying that. The older guy on Sky. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the way that it goes. I but, like Sooners, though. Yeah, I like Sooners. I'm not, I'm not bad man than Sooners. Sooners is brilliant at what he does, for sure. But I guarantee you, even there will be kids out there that come and yeah. speak to me, and they'll go... I love your videos. I love your podcast. And they, they see me as a creator or a YouTuber or a podcaster. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've played football for 20 years as well. But that's fine. I don't mind that. It doesn't bother me. They just, they, but they have that connection but with me. Isn't this why um, Simon Jordan will polarize opinion? I personally like listening to him. But a little bit like you, Mark, in the fact that he doesn't care who is in the studio. He'll oh, call yeah. bullshit, mate. He on has Martin anything. He has Martin Keogh's pants down every it's single time he's on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like yeah. I am, I am logging on if him and him and um, Martin Keogh are in there. But he, he's a cliche buster. Like he will just cut it down. Yeah. And go, no. Cold hard fact. And this is why. Yep. And you've got to respect that, haven't you? you I'd, have I'd love to do a show with him because he did one with uh, Robbie from Airstick TV, and I think he sat him down big time about fan content. People say it was a 50-50, but he, he doesn't. He, at that point, Simon Jordan didn't like fan content and probably still doesn't. What was the conversation about? AFTV and sort of yeah, getting there after games yeah, and stuff and like that. There to, you know, you're just there to... Provoke and... Yeah, and this, that and the other. And, um, you know, I think Ray Parler's done it as well. And a few people have done it. But that that frustrates me because I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd like to do a show with Simon Jordan. I think it's the sort of... You know, I think when you do this, you sometimes come up against personalities that you struggle yeah. with. And then you come up against personalities that you think you can have a battle with. Yeah, and I think him he would be. It's like it's like I suppose we had Robbie Williams on, didn't he? When yeah. he does like a thirty thousand, it's not the same as doing Nebworth. And I think yeah. sometimes you want to have a go at Nebworth and see. Just you might as, completely, yeah. dis, you know, just have a go. You might have a go. Got to test myself. But yeah, I think there's so many so many different strands to it, and it's interesting when you say that you know you go from being a professional footballer into this world because they are very different. I mean, I I've you know I've got a lot of footballers that follow me. Um, not Manchester United players and you sort of have a little bit of interaction and you know they like the content and yeah. you know they like the world and they've obviously got a spare time and it's great but I still won't say I think that player's good if they're yeah. not and stuff like doesn't that doesn't matter you're still you're yeah. still saying it as you say it simple yeah. as that but I, I know for a fact that the like I say the, sorry going back to your question Tom was they do like this younger generation they've grown up on YouTube so they know all these people they know all the creators like People like James Alcott, I guarantee you that people on the are like for young footballers know who they are. They know the podcast people. They know all the people that do football shows and stuff like that. And I think that's the way the world is going as well. Kids don't really watch much telly anymore. They just don't. It'd like, be really interesting to see what, what comes next because I get asked all the time, you know, what's, what's the world next? Like, does it keep continuing the same separate? Does, does fan content disappear? Does the media win? Do they bring it all together? these things are quite interesting I we've think. got we've got a bit of an idea mark where so we we want to see so very similar to what you do i want i want someone like youtube to get hold of the broadcast rights for premier league mm. they want i want them to get hold of it um spotify could do this spotify come on let's do this all right get the broadcast rights for the premier league yeah and then when they're streaming it, you can pick which game you want to watch. But then at the same time, I can pick which creator I want to watch as well. So I might not necessarily want to listen to the studio guests talking about it. I want to listen to a Mark Goldbridge. Spotify's the one to do it. There watch that Netflix pod, uh, thing they've got at the moment. It's basically the Spotify story, isn't it? There Just we give, go. Give people the choice. And uh, yeah, the big problem is the rights. But I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the future is. I think the mainstream... I, I, I see the mainstream getting... YouTubers on and I'm like they're not really YouTubers no, you're going not. for somebody who's a safe YouTuber you're not yeah, going exactly. for the ones that people are watching you're yeah. going 
And then, you know, Sky Sports have done it a lot recently. They're getting these, what they think are the social influencers on. And it, and it's just, it's dropping. Yeah. It, it, it's not, you know, you either, you either go all in or you don't. But of course, they've got their own producers who need to keep a job for the next 20 years, who've had a job for the last 20 years, who are trying to do something that they don't know what they're Can doing. Can you imagine a, a Super Sunday, Arsenal versus Man U, and you've got the sidemen doing a watch-along and you've got all the boys there and they're all just chatting absolute shit and waffle and it's gold though i don't care like give me a brief synopsis of what's happening every couple minutes or whatever but don't go into details about the thing all that kind of stuff tell me about the funny time you met this footballer out on a saturday night or that guy out do you know what i mean yeah i want to hear them sort of stories i I think it's as simple as sometimes you don't need to you don't need to break the, the wheel like you know we were talking about it on the film weren't we if you had soccer saturday with jeff stelling um three o'clock in an afternoon, which I think is dying anyway. Um, you know, get Ben Foster on, who knows what he's on about goalkeeping, get a couple of players on and yeah. stick me there as well. Boom. And I'm watching this game. What's going on? It, it, people would watch it. Yeah, they, they would watch it. <laughs> Could you do it on match of the day? The beauty of that is, the beauty of that is you don't need broadcast rights. Yeah, true. So, yeah, because there's no game, game being so shown. You, it's a commentary. Oh, we could just. We need to start a YouTube would, show, though. Oh my God, what's just been born? We've here? just done something Twitter here. Twitter would break because if you did that on mainstream media, like whenever I do a talk sports show, it makes me laugh because they'll tweet it out and they'll go, "That's me turning off," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I've got, I've got their viewing figures, mate. Like, yeah, they're bigger than the previous show. They're bigger than the yeah, normal yeah, show. yeah, yeah. You're, you're switching off, and if you read the tweets, you think, oh, it's just, it, you know, it's just." The, the, the negative people have always been. Of course they will, yeah. Oh, yeah. talk sports gone downhill with the yeah. Goldbridge show. I'm, I'm like, they're not thinking that in headquarters. No, mate. when they it's see actually, the stats, when they see the numbers of people so, that are listening. You know. if, we, if we did that, we started a YouTube show where it was just like a soccer Saturday and it'll be like, Mark, what's happening in the Man United? And he'll be going, these prats, these prats. And I'm just pissing myself laughing. <laughs> and, going, and then you could go to somebody else who's a specialist in this or he knows that guy or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Tell me what you think of this and... What's right, happening down at Plymouth, Pie? Yeah, Pie. What's happening down at Plymouth? James Alcott, QPR. Amazing. Tell me, that would be. Was it? What happened with that goalkeeper there? Was that a mistake or what? Like, yeah, yeah that's that, the way it that's something. needs to go. Just, just Mark, you, we've been touched on it earlier on about um, people coming up to you. At what point in your career, your YouTube career, did you start getting noticed, like out in public? I went on holiday to Mallorca about four years ago, maybe five years ago, and I got noticed four times in a week. And I thought, that's quite odd because we weren't that big. But then COVID hit, so you spent a lot of time inside. And I think now, now I notice it a lot. Like It, it gets on my nerves, actually. How many times a day? Average. I don't get out a lot, thankfully. Um, and I try and avoid those sort of situations. So, But if I walked into Solihull, probably, yeah. My, my daughter's really good. She said he knew who you were. He knew who you were. She, yeah, mine do. That, I'm like... Yeah. If they don't come up and ask for a photo, they don't know who I am. It's just like, nah, there's loads of people. And then I think I'm like that. When I was younger, if I ever saw a footballer, I would never go, go and, and say, you'd what, look yeah. at them a little bit. Sort of thing. I yeah. can't imagine knowing you, you, you like it. No, I don't. But I don't dislike it from the same. I, I think I'm really good. And I imagine you're the same. Yeah. If someone says, can I have a photo, I will do it. I'd never go, no, you're not having one. Um, but I don't like it in the sense that I do like my private life. Yeah. So if I go to the pub or especially when I'm down the pub, because I like a drink with the lads and be left alone, but I've, I've had five or six pints. Then people are like, Goldbridge, what do you think? And I'm like, the last thing I want to talk about is Paul Pogba in the midfield. Yeah. I don't, I want you, I want to give you a photo and, and, and say, have a good day, mate. Nice to meet you, which is fine. And then move on. But the problem you've got, you're the same as Ben, right? Is that the, the social occasions you do want to go to, you're stepping into your, your demographic. Yeah. So you're stepping into, you're going to a football game. Hey, everyone's a Man United fan. Literally, the amount of people who come up to me on a daily basis, Mark, yeah, and say, I'm a big Man United fan. And they lie to my face and say, I loved it when you were at Man United. You were such a good guy. I'm thinking you're a Mate, Fuzzy. Liar. <laughs> Fuzzy, there's one in America. We were out in Philly a couple of weeks ago and this guy um, comes up to Ben. Um, and I know you took it in the, in the spirit that I meant it. And this guy comes up so enthusiastic, lovely bloke. And he was like, Ben, you are a Man United legend. Yeah, legend. And I kind of went, you're kind of pushing it a little bit there, yeah, mate. mate embellishing the life out of that one. Man United. Yeah. yeah. My gosh. 
Um, but yeah, but, but you know, it's it's like I don't want it to come across in the wrong way because if anyone comes up to me, I will always be polite to them and, and do a photo. But I'd be lying if I said when I go into Solly or into yeah. John Lewis, I want to look at the clothes. I want to have a coffee. I, I, I want to just. I love my own space. Like yeah. when I was a kid. I'd love it if my mum was down the horses because she liked horses. My stepdad used to play football. There'd be no one in the house on a Saturday afternoon. I'd put Soccer Saturday on. I'd lay the Sputio pitch out. And that was me for two hours on my own. It's a dream. And I loved it. <laughs> and I would do it now if I could. I love my time. My One of my mates, one of my best mates, I think he got the shakes if he was on his own. If, it was, if, if, if no one had come and play at his house or something like that, I was completely opposite. I'd be like, Oh, no one's doing anything this weekend. See you later. Bye. This is, you're, yeah. you're literally like me. You know that. I am exactly, I love my own. Like if I get home and the door's locked because I know nobody's in. Oh my yeah. God. I, it is like happy time. Yeah. And I'll open the door. Oh, and I'll you go call in. it, is it? Happy oh, time. Yeah, happy time. <laughs> me time. Yeah. Like yeah. the candles and having yeah, nice You need to romantic. be on your own for something. Yeah. But, um, but I'm the same though. I'm, I, but, and I've got one of my best mates, Luke. He's exactly the same. Like he will ring me at any time of the day and he'll go, what are you doing? And I'll go, <laughs> What? What? Nothing. And he'll go, yeah, just leaving work. And I'm like, yeah. And he'll go, yeah. And then he just, he's got nothing to say, but he just loves to chat. He just can't be quiet and left alone. But I love him for it as well at the same time. It's world no, I, I love I love people and I love, you know, the people who want the photos and I love spending time with friends and family. But I, I just really do love, I love it. Like when I used to go around Solly Hill and just go around the shops, get himself a coffee. Nah. No one knew who I was. And, it, and it's fine. Those yeah. days are gone, mate. Imagine what... what it's like if you're someone like, Ronaldo oh, you're not moving, mate. Like it doesn't. I, I bet you. Even any any Man United player, it doesn't matter who you are, right? You cannot move. You could yeah. go. You could go to into Manchester and or where you could go anywhere, mate. And you are not moving. I promise you. Every few seconds, every few meters, can have a picture. Can have a picture. Can have a picture. That's what it'll be. It'll be. That's no life, is it? That's not. That, that's not enjoyable. Then tell us what. So you, you've been playing football 20, 20 years. Obviously finished finished last season. You've always had a good level of being a Premier League player for 15 odd years, 20 years. You good level of kind of fame. Is that the yeah, word? Yeah. 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 Since you started the YouTube channel, tell us about the change. Oh, it's been bonkers. Oh. More like you wouldn't believe. Like bonkers, honestly. Like football, you can, unless you're one of the real big boys, like unless you're a Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal, you're not, re- you're not really like a Brighton player or something. You, yeah. You're going about your business and you can get away with it. Um, don't get me wrong, I play for England, I play for Man United, so I'm fairly recognisable. I've got a big chin, I've got a big head. Like, I'm fair, I stand out, I'm six foot four, so you stand out a little bit. So people straight away sort of see you and think, he looks like a sports person because well, he's big. It's probably very localised as well, isn't it? Because if you're a Leicester player, yeah, in Leicester, in Leicester. you go to York yeah. for a day out, you're not going to get noticed so much. Um, but then I, st- I obviously started the YouTube channel just over two years ago, and... I can honestly say in the last two years, I've never been noticed as much as what I am right now. So we could go, we, we went to the Euro uh, 21 final, uh, England. <sighs> Mate, you, you couldn't, I couldn't move. Seriously. Like you walk a second, you get there. It's been positive. It's been, people are, and to, people are brilliant to be fair. Cause like our videos are normally good, good feel videos. So there's never any kind of animosity or badness or anything like that, but you cannot move mate, honestly. And even we went out into Philadelphia last week, the amount of American fans, it was ridiculous. Again, that's a demographic thing because you walk, because Wrighty was there at the same time and Ben and Wrighty were quite literally mobbed. It Couldn't walk through the fan zone. Yeah. But then they walk two blocks away and they're like anyone else. Yeah. Not- he, I remember a footballer telling me this story once and it happened to me once when I went to the Sidemen thing and, and, and it made me laugh. And so I'll have to ask you. Do you ever get that second photo fear where somebody comes in and says, Ben, can I have a photo? And your eyes wander to see if anyone else is clocked because if they have, they're all going to swarm yeah, in and you're going to be there for half an hour. It's the first thing I think, I'll, I'll go, I'll make a point of getting in as quick as I can. I'll say, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Yeah. Just take a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut up. I will, but I don't say anything. I'll, I literally grab them and I'll go, be quiet because if everybody sees this and hears yeah. it and I'm going to be here all day long. So just take the picture. Yeah, buzzing. Well done, mate. Love you. All the best. Like, kind of this has affected it. your social life in the last year. Yeah. Right. So, level of fame here being a footballer with the U- with the YouTube channel and the podcast, this is now influencing your decisions whether you do and do, don't do things, isn't it? Yeah. Just it's not it's not the end of the world, but it's like just going to the pub on like a Saturday night. Like I, you can't really go to the pub on a Saturday night, and if it's a busy pub, yeah. you know for a fact that there's going to be like it's, it's probably even worse for me because I'm tall. The thing with being tall is you stick out like a friggin' sore thumb. Do you know what I mean? The more people drink, the more exactly. You don't know which way more people, 
And like I said, it's never really any trouble or anything like that, but you know for a fact that, and the last thing you want to do when you're in the pub and you've had a few yourself and they've had a few is take pictures because your eyes are like over there, <laughs> like steamboating out your head. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be a bit careful. Well, it's like Saturday night. I was down uh, back in Nottinghamshire, which is where my sister lives. And she lives in a little local village. Like I love the little local pub there. Like we go there Christmas day if I'm there. And they hadn't been in there for months. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to the pub. She was like, oh, we haven't been in there in months. And I was like, we're going to the pub. I love that pub. We're going to that pub. Um, so we went in there. And you can only get about 30 people in it on nice. a busy time. Good pubs then. And um, two people, oh. photos. I'm like, this is a country back-ass pub. Yeah. There's only 30 people in it. And two people have come in for a picture. And I said to, I said to the brother-in-law, I said, don't like this pub anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we're not like, coming it's here always again. Been my, it's always, the reason I was so animated about safe it is because I thought I was going to go and have just a pint and just yeah. like chill. And it's like, but you'll have two photos, but the rest of the pub has seen two people getting photos. So as soon yeah. as somebody who's gets somebody that? getting a photo, they go, "Who's that?" So they're just looking at you all night. Then Judging it's so you. weird, isn't why, it? Why is he getting pictures? Yeah, it's so weird, it? isn't it? Crap hair. I know. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about to grow growing the business, Mark? So um, with success comes scale, growing the business more people was was that again a gradual process for you yeah um yeah i'd never been a boss before so i I don't want to be a boss i like content i like just content creation that's what i like i like to be in charge of myself and know i'm gonna go do that on a monday that on a tuesday and i've got to do my content and that was quite easy and then it um obviously it gets bigger and you've got to scale you've got to get people involved and i think my biggest frustration with that is and funnily enough, I was talking to my brother about this, brother-in-law about this because he's got his own business and he was telling me a story about this person that he trained up, gave him a chance, trained him up, and then out of nowhere he just went, I'm off to work for your biggest rival. Ugh. And that's happened a couple of times with us as well. Um, and it's, dif- it's difficult because I don't need to bring people in. You know, you, you've got a nice little team here. You, don't, you probably want to grow because you will grow because you'll get bigger, but you don't need to. You yeah. trust your little team and that's how it is. And, you know, success means you've got to scale. But with scale ability, I find it really difficult because I'm like, I'm a bit of a, I know what I want. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know whether anyone else can deliver that. Um, but I, again, you go back to the trust and everybody's got an angle in this industry. Yeah, like, sure. Nobody's happy to just come and work for a thriving business and be grown and, 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 and stay with you. They come in and then they, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong. They they basically bleed you dry and then they go off and do it, do it for themselves. Scolzi's going to overthrow you, Ben. Je- Scolzi's coming for you. Jamie, if you ever leave the Cycling GK, I thought the real Jamie. If Jamie ever leaves the Foscast, we're, stop, we're shutting I, the business down. I, I, I'm telling you now, Jamie, look, I've known loads of people do this. The grass ain't greener. If something's a good, stay here. Hey, and, it and will be going. a dagger to my heart, Jamie, the day that happens. You're like my son, all right? Don't Not happening. Let's stop it. talking about it. You're going to upset me in a minute. Just yeah, stop Yeah, I know. That it. was deep. But, but, that. but you know what? I, I, do, I do think this sort of thing, what we're doing with the United Stands, you know, I know a lot of the other companies and I know a lot of the mainstream and you know, people think, oh, go and work for that, go and work yeah. for that. It, it very rarely works out. And also, I think they realise there's a lot of work involved. Yeah. Would you say then, so obviously with, with it's your baby, right? So would you say you're a control freak or is it a, a perfectionist that you want it doing right? Yeah, I'm not a control freak. I just don't like, um, I don't like it when it's done wrong. Yeah. Um, I think I've got a very high uh, work ethic and standard and, I, you know, I don't think we found yet. We've got some really good people involved, but I don't think we're at that point yet where I just go like I can go off for two weeks and leave it. And I want to be at that point. When's I the only time you ever get to go on on the end of season? I haven't had one in for a couple of years. Wow. We have we have like have a weekend away here and there. But you're planning. You're you're working. We've spoke a lot about it, and it's something you're kind of developing other presenters on your mm. show and like the infrastructure in your team. It's something I want that, to sell it. Something that you have to do though, isn't it? Because yeah. you can't just sell it being one hundred percent about you. Yeah. So it's going to be about you, of course it is. But the more you develop other characters and presenters, the better it is, right? Yeah. I was, I was speaking to Ross about this a few weeks ago, and I said, you know what? If I could sell it, retain a bit of it, and then somebody came in and did all the HR, all the future planning, and just yeah. said, you focus on content, I'd probably be quite happy with that. Um, how much, mate? <laughs> Posse, what do you reckon? But someone said to me at the weekend, and, I, and, and it really has stuck with me. Um, they said... I remember who it said it might have been weirdo on Twitter. I don't know. They said, "Kill Mark Goldbridge, and your your your, your life will be just go back to being private and free again." And I don't know if it was a death threat. But <laughs> I don't it know wasn't to a, go with that it one. Wasn't, no, it wasn't a death threat, but what it it was it was more than that. But what it was basically saying is, 
just if you stop doing your content and just walk away from it, your life will be normal again. No, it won't. You'll never be normal again. You're Mark Goldberg. Only for two years. Nah, no chance not having it. I don't know. But you said about creators um, and, you, you know, you stream a lot. You do a lot of shows. And I think the audience, the viewers will look at people like Ben, yourself, creators and think, oh, they're good. They just turn a rock up and do a podcast or do a live show. And especially with some of the young, younger YouTube boys, you look at like the Sidemen and the kind of lifestyle content they make. Um, but the drive they've had, the consistency Work of the rate, word, isn't it? One, yeah. We look at like, we've had a, a, f- a few of the lads on con- yourself, like Cal Freezy, Calyx, right? And people look at them now and think it's fantastic. Those guys graft. Graft, yeah. And it's the same for you two, right? Yeah, but I th- I also, I'm a, I always feel, feel quite lucky. I don't know what you think, Ben. I feel quite lucky because I've earned money and will earn money away from this because I've got other skills and I know I can do it. And, I've, you know, I've worked in cheese factories and all sorts. So, And then I've done professional jobs. I've also married, very happily married, got three kids. Um, so I've done it with that yeah. as my base. And I would say to these younger people who are working, they have to be working as hard as we're working now. Don't miss out on life. Yeah, like, don't good. not have the don't find don't 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 not find the girl or boy you love. Don't not have kids with them and yeah, don't yeah. neglect that because it is hard work. And I feel quite lucky that I've got that because I don't know how I would go out and meet people and build a relationship and then awesome. you know be there for your kids. You know my lifestyle is built around that and I, I do neglect it, but it's there. I see it every day. I work from home. Yeah. Um, and I think this younger generation, they work so hard and it's nice to see some of the said side men having kids and stuff like that. Um, because I think life, life goes so quick. I yeah. remember being 18. Yes. I was, I was in the pub on Friday night and, uh, whatever by Oasis came on. It's not one of my favorite songs, but I was just like, I love this song. I was saying to the wife, I love this song. And it took me right back. And I'm like, where's that gone? Because I'm not that. I'm not 18 anymore. I'm not. And I think you know, life can pass you by if you work too hard. Yeah, mate, you're the man. Um, listen, thanks for that. That was absolutely world class. I think everybody has understood that Mark Goldbridge has got this lovely sort of like soft side to him. You're so honestly, mate. You're so misunderstood. It's a joke. I don't like it. All right. We need to yeah, set the record straight for everybody. Um, so hopefully you all enjoyed that. Um, a little peek behind the curtain of what actually goes on at the United Stand, being a creator, all that kind of stuff. Um, Mark. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely world class. Thank you, Matt. Um, everybody, up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Go on. Up the Foscast. <laughs> I'm rubbish at this sort of stuff. See, <laughs> I have a weakness. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast.